a couple weeks after the attacks on the Twin Towers. President Bush said this, whether we bring the terrorists to justice or we bring justice to the terrorists, either way, justice will be served. Well, that's what we talk about today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier of freedom. It's our platform where we talk about faith, politics, and commerce, where we analyze current events from biblical and common sense perspectives. I'm so glad you knocked. The door is open and we have answered. Come on in and welcome to The Grid. Hello, fellow Americans and patriots, and welcome to The Grid. I'm Chris Coleman, and I'm your host. Well, what is today's topic? Today's topic is really about justice. You know, after 9-11, President Bush said something that sent a chill through my spine. He did a press conference that was a couple weeks after the attacks on the Twin Towers, and he said this, whether we bring the terrorists to justice or we bring justice to the terrorists, either way, justice will be served. But first, this week's news and review. And we have a lot to cover, folks. So I just wanted to make you aware, bear with me. To the chagrin of my podcast producer, I'm actually going to try to get through this quickly. So first, I'm sure you've heard COVID cases are on the rise. And of course, schools and workplaces are doing exactly what we thought they would do. They're following the data, right? And the data shows that anything short of an N95 mask is completely ineffective. So what do we do? We reinstall mask mandates. Makes total sense. Every time we think we've learned a lesson, uh, we actually didn't. And what's that saying? Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. I feel like we are on this path of repetition. I also read that President Trump is campaigning in South Dakota. What's interesting about that is he's campaigning with Governor Kristi Noem, really creating speculation that she might be his VP pick. You know what? I think she'd be great. She's governed very well, and she has also governed according to conservative principles. So I think she would serve him well. Um, also saw this. Wow. Uh, this was an eye-opener. On September 8th, Biden's administration canceled oil and gas leases in Alaska near Anwar, which you've probably heard is the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. There were there's these 10-year leases, and seven of them got canceled by the Department of Interior. Not only that, the Department of Interior is also looking to protect millions of other acres that can't be touched. So I just want to get this straight because this makes a lot of sense. We're reducing our access to domestic energy at the same time that OPEC is saying that they're going to cut the oil production, the supply that we buy foreign, and we're, we rely a lot on foreign but since Biden has come into office. So we're going we're gonna to really cut domestic and foreign availability of energy. Where are the prices going to go? I mean, come on, folks. The law of supply and demand is undefeated. If you reduce all the supply and the demand remains where it is, the prices are going to go through the roof. Every time I think this administration has reached the limits of its absurdity and lunacy, it hasn't. Also, speaking of COVID, New York City just learned a very expensive lesson. The Supreme State Court Judge Ralph Porzio said Wednesday that there were 10 employees who were fired by the school district for not getting the COVID vaccine. What he said was not only did their jobs have to be reinstated, but they had to be done so with back pay. And he, this is what he said. He said, this court sees no rational basis for not allowing unvaccinated classroom teachers in amongst an admitted population of primarily unvaccinated students. He even continued, he said, they're, they're entitled to a religious exemption 
from the vaccine mandate. And he basically said that not having any analysis done saying that it would create this undue hardship on the district, he basically said the analysis was not individualized. It was arbitrary, capricious, completely unreasonable. You know, it's not often that we can stand here on the grid and say, way to go, New York. But this is one of those cases. Good job, Judge Ralph Borzio. We totally support what you've just done. All right. Now, this is also concerning news. You just see this a lot, and that happens to do with Biden. Have you ever watched him at a press conference? How feeble, how old, how unsure he seems? Some people refer to him as the doddering old fool. Well, I got to agree, but here's what's scary. Even though he has access to the nuclear football, he's not the only one that's governing in our country that seems to be old and having real issues. So take Mitch McConnell, the GOP leader in the Senate. He served both as the majority and the minority leader at different times. In fact, if you don't think Mitch McConnell is effective, are you happy that Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch are on the Supreme Court? Well, yeah, not Trump nominated them, but Mitch McConnell is the one that got them confirmed through the Senate. So you need to thank him. He has done, I don't agree with a lot of things that he does or necessarily his tactics, but he has been an effective leader. Yet he is having medical issues now where his body and brain completely freeze up. And then you have Diane Feinstein, who can't even manage her own finances because apparently she's got dementia and Alzheimer's and other issues going on, yet she's still in office. Take John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, who was elected uh, in the last election cycle. He's still struggling from a severe stroke. He can't even formulate or articulate two decent sentences back to back. I cannot overstate this. These are the folks that are proposing and voting on policy decisions to govern our country. What that really means is the staff that are behind the scenes, they're really running the show. Unelected, unvetted, unknown staff are governing our country. Career political hacks. This should scare us all. God help us. Okay, in the political campaign world, the primaries are heating up. It's kind of a weird dynamic. The more Trump gets indicted, which is happening a lot, the more his favorability and support grows. DeSantis is in a very solid, but also a very distant second place. And Chris Christie, he doesn't even realize that his window was gone about, about a decade ago. Nikki Haley is likable, but she's not gaining that much traction. Ramaswamy, he's making waves. But some of that is not good. Pence is a great guy but he's getting no traction. There's a whole host of others that are going to have no impact. The race really begins when folks are going to start to drop out and deciding who they're going to put their support behind. But really at this point, it's Trump and it's DeSantis. Nobody else is a real player. On the Democratic front, I can't ever remember an incumbent president facing this kind of challenge and pressure from within his own party. No one wants Biden, Democrats or Republicans. No one wants Harris. If the election is rigged, it won't matter, but these folks are horrible for this country. They are self-serving, they are completely incompetent, and they don't hold to any traditional American values. If these folks were running 100 years ago, they would be laughed off the stage, but today, who knows what's going to happen. In fact, you might even think about watching RFK Jr. on the Democratic side. He's kind of an interesting fellow, but he has got a following, so I guess we'll see. There's so much more we can get into, but that's all we're going to cover today. So for this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. I'm so glad you asked how you can help for free. Subscribe or follow The Grid and set your phone out for automatic downloads. You'll have immediate access to each new episode. 
and you'll help us appear at the top of your podcast platform search list. This makes the grid easier for everyone to find. From all of us at the Kingdom Patriot Group, thank you for joining us in the fight for faith and freedom by subscribing to the grid. So American patriots and believers alike, I said before, welcome to season three of The Grid. It's a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad that we can talk about uh, justice. So when I just completed kind of the news for the last week, you're probably saying to yourself, wait a second, Chris, where's all the stories about the indictments against Trump and all the plea deals on and off with Hunter Biden and the Biden family? Well, there's a reason I did not cover that. And the reason is because those are our examples, front and center of today's topic. Or should I say examples of non-justice, not actually justice. So there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about. How can our God be a God of justice when we see so much injustice in this world? Now, I know there's racial injustice and political injustice, economic injustice. There's all kinds of injustices that we could talk about. But today, I'm really talking about the political realm, particularly related to the two front runners of the two parties for the presidential run. So let's begin with Trump. Um, and man, as I go through this, it ought to make your skin crawl. For 234 years in our country, no president or former president has ever been indicted, at least according to my research. Yet Trump faces 34 counts regarding hush money to Stormy Daniels in New York under the auspices that are absolutely nefarious. There's some very creative legal wrangling going on in that particular case. That it, it Really, the, the idea behind it is trying to subvert the statute of limitations because it completely ran out. But yet, uh, Bragg in New York, the, the DA, is really doing uh, some, some creative uh, twisting, if you want, want to say that, to try to get this to come to fruition. It's likely going to get thrown out of court. But Trump also faces 40 felony counts in Florida regarding classified documents. That one's kind of sticky. It is likely that Trump did violate some handling of classified documents according to policy and law. But the problem is so have many other presidents. And you want to talk about classified documents. Do we even need to talk about Hillary Clinton and her server in her basement? I mean, come on, people. Egregious, egregious behavior, yet no one has ever been prosecuted under that statute for classified material. Well, until you get to Trump. Trump is the first. In Georgia, Trump faces a 98-page indictment, along with 18 other people, for racketeering. It's, it's called the RICO Act, but it's, it's basically for racketeering and trying to overturn the 2020 election. And, of course, Jack Smith is the special prosecutor charging Trump with conspiracy and other crimes for January the 6th. So you just got all of these. You can do a simple Google search. You'll find that no president has ever been treated like this. None. Zero. Absolutely not. Richard Nixon and Watergate? Nope. Bill Clinton and Hillary. And all of the issues that they were whitewater and all those issues they were involved in? Nope. Despite there being tons of smoke around that one. And sure, Clinton was charged with perjury with Monolinsky. Big deal. Obama basically turned the executive branch into his own personal dictatorship. Any prosecutions there? Nope. Zip. No can do. Um, so, so people can say all day long that Trump needs to be brought to justice. My response is just because you don't like the guy, just because he's abrasive with Twitter. In fact, somebody should take him off of Twitter and True Social. Just because he's arrogant and unpredictable, that doesn't give you license to treat him differently than other Americans. But unfortunately, he's been targeted, and that's exactly what's happening. 
In fact, the polls show, the data shows that the more that folks go after Trump, these prosecutors, the more likely it is to win the GOP nomination. The data also shows that he likely can't win the general election. So don't think for a moment, do not think for a moment that the deep state doesn't know this and isn't vested in getting Trump the nomination, believing they can beat him in the general election. They are scared to death of DeSantis and they want no part of him. And that's, that's part of this. Regardless of what you think about DeSantis and Trump, very, very coordinated. So short of divine intervention, which might occur anyway, because the Lord will not be thwarted if this is what he desires, Trump is not going to win the election without, without intervention. So is Trump a target? Yep, he absolutely is. Now, does he also bring some of this trouble upon himself? Yeah, unfortunately, he does. He really should keep his mouth shut, but he can't help himself. But these both can be true. Is Trump being singled out in a way that has not really been seen in American history? Yes, absolutely. Could he be guilty of some of these things? Yes, that's true as well. The problem is these things are not mutually exclusive. They can all be true. So the bottom line is Trump has been targeted in a way that appears to be highly unfair, not full of justice. And, it, and in fact, it appears to me that justice is being corrupted in the process. So let's switch gears and talk about the Biden crime family. But we'll do that when we return, because first we have a message from our sponsor. So have you heard of Red Balloon and Andrew Krapuschetz? If you're a business owner, then you know hiring quality team members is a real challenge. And a bad hire can destroy workplace culture and cost you tens of thousands of dollars to unwind. That's why you should use Red Balloon. They specialize in connecting job seekers and employers with aligned values without all of this woke nonsense. Over 15,000 job seekers visit Red Balloon every week looking for businesses that won't force them to pledge allegiance to a bunch of liberal policies. Every job seeker on Red Balloon pledges to pursue excellence in their work, create success for themselves and their employers, and avoid bringing personal political agendas into the workplace. At redballoon.work, learn about the packages for entrepreneurs, small businesses, large enterprise businesses, and even a recruiter service to help you find people. Finding the right people can make or break your company's future. Check out redballoon.work, W-O-R-K, today. And uh, we really do appreciate what Red Balloon does. Um, okay, to the Biden crime family. Nixon was corrupt. Yeah, we all knew that. The Clintons were self-serving and power-hungry. Still see that today. George Bush was sometimes naive. Obama was sinister and completely an anti-American ideologue. And Trump, well, Trump is Trump. But the Biden family has taken corruption to a level no one could ever have foreseen or imagined. Basically, in a nutshell, Hunter Biden is gallivanting around the globe, picking up cash for daddy and getting policy decisions, support, and access to those who are lining his pockets. So then we find out that the DOJ entered into a plea deal with Hunter Biden that included no jail time, no reference to all this money, just to this gun crime because he was he had uh, had substance abuse. He's not allowed uh, to to own a firearm. When this plea deal kind of came to light, the judge threw it out and said, "What are you doing? You can't do this. You're you're basically giving him blanket immunity, not for just current, but even future potential crimes based on a gun deal, even though all this." This registered uh, foreign agent violations where you're picking up all this cash has nothing to do with that. There's several whistleblowers that are testifying that the FBI and the DOJ are handling this way off the books, completely off the reservation. They're restricting agents and how they can investigate. And by the way, 
the Biden family has set up 20 shell companies to funnel this money through. That's not some right-wing website that I'm getting that information from. That's the Congressional Oversight Committee. If everything is on the up and up, how is it that you set up 20 shell companies to funnel the money around till it finally gets to you? Why would you do that? Why would you need to do that if everything was clean and legal? Or how about this? Did you know Joe Biden owns two homes in Delaware? One of them is an estate. The other one is a $2.7 million purchase recently near Rehoboth Beach in Delaware. So how does a senator on that salary with a wife who was a professor at a community college afford a $3 million home? How do they afford two homes? Well, I think the answer is obvious because your son is going around the world picking up cash for you. So, you know, the numbers just don't add up. The more that's uncovered about this family, the more corruption we learn about. This family, in terms of being good and honest, hardworking American, folks who love our country, complete garbage. Hunter Biden is not a good human being. He has a kid outside of wedlock. He denied it because he didn't want them to use his name. He had an affair with his dead brother's wife. He is a cocaine addict. He's had issues with prostitutes, but he has daddy's last name, and that's worth something. Apparently, it's worth millions of dollars around the world. Okay, back to that plea deal. Um, the judge said no can do because she realized what a sweetheart deal this was. She realized that the DOJ was doing something it should not have done. It was actually trying to hide this immunity in the plea deal. Well, as soon as the judge balked and said, uh, you need to come back with something, the uh, Hunter Biden's attorney stood up and said, whoa, 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 if there's jail time, the deal's off. And so that's kind of where we are. So now he's. it looks like he is going to be indicted for the gun charge, but still no reference to all this foreign cash, despite all the whistleblowers that have come forward, all the folks that have said, we can show you the money. We can show you where Biden was on the phone, where he attended these meetings to show his support for his son getting this cash. So the question I ask you, where's the justice in all this? You have one presidential candidate who is seemingly prosecuted well beyond any rational means, and another presidential candidate who is seemingly not being prosecuted according to any rational means, even as the evidence suggests that he should. So what do we do with this? That's why we're talking about justice today, and it obviously can be so frustrating. It's very frustrating for me. So I want to share a couple of scriptures and some concepts and some thoughts with you. So in Galatians 6, Paul writes this, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows, and whoever sows to their flesh, to please their flesh, from the flesh, they will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. I don't know about you, but it often feels like God is mocked in our culture. It seems like injustice prevails everywhere. But according to Scripture, we know that eventually this all plays out. But that should grieve us, and that should sober us. Why? Because justice will be served. We know that. It's either being served to Christ on the cross on your behalf, or justice is being served for those who are not in Christ directly to them. Folks, to bear the weight of that justice, is, is, it's a horrible thought. If you're not in Christ, you are going to pay a terrible price. You may hate the, fam the family of Biden. You may hate what they do and how corrupt they are. You may hate Trump. But at the end of the day, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And if you, me, Trump, Biden, anyone, if any of us were not in Christ, 
an eternity of torment awaits us. That is sobering and that is heavy. God will not be mocked. And though I truly want to see justice, may it come after Biden and his family come to repentance in Christ. So I also want to read Psalm 37. Now, normally I would not read a passage this long online in a podcast, but there's so much meat here. I just want you to hear it and let it soak into your spirit. I want you to listen intently to what the Lord says about the righteous and the wicked. And remember, you are not righteous because of who you are or what you've done. You are righteous because of what Christ has done for you through the cross. Okay, Psalm 37. Do not fret of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither and like green plants, they will soon die. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn and your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn away from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose ways are upright. But their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of the many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care and the inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In times of famine, they will enjoy plenty, but the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may not stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young and now I'm old, and yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be a blessing. Turn from evil and do what is good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just. He will not forsake the faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouths of the righteous utter wisdom and their tongues speak what is just. The law of the God is in their hearts. Their feet do not slip. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, intent on putting them to death. But the Lord will not leave them in the power of the wicked or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Hope is in the Lord and keep his way. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are destroyed, you will see it. I've seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a luxuriant native tree. But he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked at him or looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless. Observe the upright. A future awaits for those who seek peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. There will be no future, no future for the wicked. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. 
He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Now, I know that was a really long passage to really encourage you to go read it yourself. There is so much meat in there. Do you see it? This passage tells me a ton. It tells me that the Lord sees me. He sees the righteous. He sees the wicked. It tells me that the wickedness may continue for a time. It tells me that nothing happens in our world is out of his sight. It tells me the wicked will be paying the piper at some point. It tells me the Lord rescues. Again, this psalm tells me a lot, but isn't that the gospel message? All folks are wicked. We've all seen, we're, we're all unrighteous, but Christ paid the price that was meant for everyone. If you are in Christ, you have the sobering joy that through him we are made righteous. But if you're not in Christ, you have the sobering reality that your punishment is still to come and it would be terrible, irreversible, and eternal. So what do we do with this? How, how are we to act? Do not give up on doing good. For goodness sake, continue to run the race. But I also think it's a call to not be angry and get caught up when the wicked seem to run unchecked and are enjoying earthly prosperity. I mean, I don't know about you, but that can be pretty frustrating because it's like, Lord, why, why do they continue to see successes? Well, according to this passage, their time will come. But that's not something to celebrate. That's something to pray for, to pray for them, because the judgment will be beyond what they can bear, and yet bear it, they must. So as we land the plane on today's topic of justice, I encourage you to not get caught up in the anger of the moment. Yes, I understand righteous anger, anger to what the enemy is doing, but to understand that the Lord will prevail. His justice will prevail. His mercy will prevail, but judgment is coming. Pray for our enemies that they might come to know Christ. Pray for our enemies that though they are blind, they might see and fall under the grace and mercy of Jesus. Pray, pray, pray. Yes, fight for truth. Fight for biblical values. But don't be surprised that the enemy is running around in the here and now. Because we see in Revelations 12, this. Therefore rejoice, you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows his time is short. I think we're seeing that. Folks, thanks for joining today's edition of The Grid. And special thanks to our sponsor, Red Balloon. Andrew, we absolutely love the work you're doing. Keep it up, my friend. And blessings to you and Lord. And may he grant you favor as you continue in this endeavor. Also, be sure to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join this movement of faith and freedom. Also, make sure you tell your friends, family, and neighbors about this podcast, The Grid. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much any other podcast platform or player. Give us a five-star rating so we can spread the word. We need your help spreading the word. Your membership is appreciated. Your input is valued. Your voice is needed. I am Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot.